Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. We are now entering week three of government shutdown. Week three. My goodness. And um, there have been consequences. For years, Dusty. For For years. I I cannot believe he said that. There have been serious consequences because of this shutdown. Yes. Obviously, the national parks is not the only branch of government that's being affected. So there are furloughed workers in a lot of the departments within the government. It's still affecting just 25% of the government. Recently, I just read that there may be some issues with the IRS at this point because I think some workers need to be furloughed there. Um, and income tax re- returns are going to be backed up because of that for those early people who are filing. But in regards to the national parks, things have gotten a little dicey. Originally, there were some skeleton crews operating, of rangers operating in, in most of the parks. Um, there are portions of parks or parts of parks that are being operated through third-party concessionaries um, or people that are giving donations. Um, the Great Smoky Mountains... Zion National Park that we are talking about for the first time on the podcast today is a good example of this. It will be open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily through January 5th and perhaps beyond. Who knows? Thanks to the generous donations of the state of Utah and the Zion Forever Project. But we have a serious problem in some of our national parks. Joshua Tree is in California is a really big example of this, which is garbage and restrooms. Yes. So there was a great article by the Sacramento Bee um, that talks about a lot of the issues that we're facing in the parks. There is an overflow of trash in most parks um, and a problem with the restrooms, which we kind of touched on in that government breakdown episode. It's really become an issue now where campsites in parks, which for a time were open um, without, you know, anybody necessarily operating them or check-in or check-out services. So yeah, there are campsites that are basically now needing to be shut down because they could be operated for a while without park rangers, but it's becoming a danger to the inhabitants of the campsites and also to the wildlife. There are even issues, not necessarily in the national parks, but in areas that are operated by the park service, like the National Mall. Um, in Washington, in Washington DC. D.C. There's a big issue because those sites are shut down. And the Smithsonian and the National Zoo just were shut down this past week, I believe. And there's no one there to collect the trash. So these are they're still public walkable areas. The mall is a wide open space and they still have trash cans that are on site. But it's the federal government's trash which is really interesting because now what's starting to happen is that D.C., it, the city itself, is actually starting to pull weight where they can and and collect trash where they need to. What did that person in Joshua Tree say? Um, we can't wipe the butts of everybody that passes through Joshua right. Tree. Because there is a serious restroom problem. Right. And all the campgrounds in Joshua Tree are now closed. Um, because of the issue of trash and overflowing restrooms. There's other parks that are out in California where there are other issues like Sequoia, parts of Sequoia and Kings Canyon. 
um, have been closed um, because of overflowing trash and traffic jams. And we've we drove through both of those, and there was like a little bit of like traffic even when we were there. I remember like going to Kings Canyon first, and you had to kind of pass through Kings Canyon to get to Sequoia, or you could. And that way, remember, like right by their visitor center, it kind of backed up a little bit right there. So if on a given day, there can be issues of traffic when there's no one really manning the ship, I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. And also some things like in Utah, arches and canyonlands have had to close too because there's no personnel to clear snow-covered roads. We talked about that as well. And um, I think I even mentioned arches as a possibility for snow closures, but I wasn't really thinking that that was a possibility but it, there, there, but is, clearly it, it is. is Utah. Yeah, it is Utah. Who knew? Who knew? Beautiful Utah. Beautiful Utah. And speaking of Utah, today we are talking about Zion National Park. So Zion is in southern Utah. Um, it's about an hour and a half, two hours from Las Vegas. It is a canyon. Um, it's a part of the Colorado Plateau. So it's basically very high above sea level. The canyon walls are actually 2,000-foot walls, um, and they've been carved over the centuries by the Snaking Virgin River. So the park receives over 4 million visitors a year. It operates a tram system, which drops you, if you're in um, the main part of Canyon Valley, um, it drops you at the points of interest that are there. That's not the only park that does that. Yosemite also does that, and that's to really address the issues with overcrowding um, and and parking yeah being able to park but it's a free service and it works very efficiently and i think in zion they were they seem to be much quicker than yosemite they oh, were yeah. pretty pretty quick and also all of the drivers of all of the trams in zion were narrating the whole time about all of the things you were right, seeing right so it was like a personal tour it was great oh i loved it So Zion is a word um, from the Bible. There is a place called Mount Zion, which is a mountain. Mm -hmm. But it is Mount Zion, or Zion became another word just to refer to Jerusalem. Mm, Okay. The etymology of the word Zion is a little unknown. It's been passed on through many different languages. In some meanings of the word, it can mean castle or dry land. And in other meanings of the word, it can mean river or brook. Hmm. It's very, very contradictory in senses of it. It is a little bit. And Zion National Park was not always called Zion National Park. Before it was Zion National Park, it was called Mukantaweep National Monument. Okay. That was uh, set in place by President William Howard Taft in 1909. So just like some other parks we've talked about, it was a national monument first and then made its way into national park status. Exactly. Okay. In 1918, the uh, Horace Albright, who was the acting director of the National Park Service, actually drafted a proposal to change the name to Zion National Park, being a term used by the Mormon community of Utah. Mm. Because, according to this historian Hal Rothman, quote, the name change played to a prevalent bias of the time. Many believed that Spanish and Indian names would deter visitors who, if they could not pronounce the name of the place, might not bother to visit it. Wow. The new name Zion had greater appeal to an ethnocentric audience. Talk about whitewashing. Oh, for real, talk about whitewashing. Yeah. That is, girl... Our checkered past. America, our checkered past. And then in 1919, Congress redesignated the monument as Zion National Park, and it was signed by Woodrow Wilson. Mm. WW. And that is where we got Zion National Park. And today, you're going to hear the story about when we climbed the Hidden Canyon Trail. Looking for adventure, wanna follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes and open your heart when you gaze at the National Park. At the National Park. At the National Park. 
follow you, I'll follow you there. Today we are talking about Zion National Park. Right, our first day in Zion, which and was a whopper of a day. Whopper of a day. Yeah. This was also our first national park trip together. And our first national park yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I had hilariously been to Zion National Park right. prior to this yes. and did not know that I was in Zion National mm. Park. I had taken a trip like with a group of folks uh, to Vegas mm-hmm. and... We had gone hiking somewhere, and I did not realize we were in Zion. And there you go. Lo and behold. Lo and behold was there. So this was our first adventure. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, we have had many other adventures, but this was our first national park adventure. Yes, yeah. And the conceit for this was just to go to the Grand Canyon, but then... You very intelligently were like, there's so many other national parks right around there. We need to hit as many as we can. Oh, of course. And so that is where all of this came about. Right. And we did a stupid smart thing on this trip where we were like, we're going to save the Grand Canyon for last. We're going to go to Zion first because the Grand Canyon, you know, that's going to be the mother load. And not that it wasn't. Not that it wasn't. But but more details on that. Let's talk about Zion now. More details on the Grand Canyon on the Grand Canyon episode. yeah, yeah. Yeah. On this trip, we went from Zion to Bryce, to Arches, to Canyonlands, to Surprise, we made it to the Painted Desert and the Petrified Forest, forest, and then then Grand Canyon. So we ended up doing six parks in a little over a week, because we are crazy people. Our journey began in the (laughs) Philadelphia airport. Right. We had, we were flying out of Philly on to Spirit go Airlines. On Spirit Airlines on which, going on this trip. Which I know a lot of people like crap all over, but honestly, I really thought we had a pretty good flight. Like, I enjoyed myself. I had there was a nothing nice wrong time. With that. We had that lovely lady that was sitting next to us who was like a mom of a college student. Oh, yeah, that's and she right. we had like a long chat with her. That's right. And we ended up landing in Vegas like do around you, midnight, right? Do you remember the guy in line like oh, for the security yeah. line? Okay, so you and I were standing in line, and this guy in front of us has this giant backpack on. Right. And every time he moves, he literally, like, side-checks me with right. the bag, and it, like, like pushes me, like, three feet every time right. he turns. And finally, he turns around, he goes, hi, I would really appreciate it if you would stop running into my bag. Right. And the fire boiled up inside of me. Right. And I actually, in in this moment, like um, my discernment took over, mm, and I, uh huh, and I was like, "I'm sorry, I'll make sure to keep some right. space." I and think I, he was because having I was some literally like issues. he was having yeah. a moment, oh, and I yes. was like, "You know what? This isn't about me." No. So I stepped back. No. But then I was able to shade him just like the tiniest little bit because um, when we got up to the security checkpoint. Mm-hmm. The TSA agent, she was like, the two of you move forward. And I was like, I'm going to let him go by himself. He right. needs some more space. Right. And then he sort of gave me this eye. And I was like, yeah, I yeah. see you. Yeah. I see you. And I know it's not my fault. Yeah. But I'm, anyway. But I didn't make it a thing. You didn't. Until right. now. <laughs> Until now. Until now. <laughs> right. Exactly. So we had a great flight over to Vegas. Yeah, it was great. It was easy. We landed. We were there like close to midnight, I think, was yeah. our landing and time. we thought... I had thrown this out because you, when had, you had been to Vegas once before. Yes? Yeah, my uncle lives out in Vegas. Yeah, so you had been there, yeah. but when you were much younger. Yeah, the last time I was there was when I was 16, I think. And I was And I'm like, 86 now. Right. Yeah, and so I'm, it was a long time ago. And I'm younger than you, and right. I'm 71. Yeah, yeah. So I was mm-hmm. like, it would be really fun to do like a single gay bar when we right. arrive in Vegas. <laughs> I was like... I think there's one right by the Red, Red Roof, Roof Inn. Inn where we were staying. Right. So we go to, we finally get to the rental car place. Yeah, because the car rental place is not attached to the airport. No, so you have like to take a tram mm-hmm. over to the rental car place. And we won't even mention the company that we rented from. No, because we're not we've gonna, rented from many, many We've companies. rented from many companies. But, but this line? Oh my God, there were, I think, two people working the counter. I felt terrible for those right. two people because there was... I counted 
I think 102 people in line when we arrived. I mean, that was, you know, those were groups of people, people, but there were 102 bodies. 102 bodies in front of us. It took us an hour and a half to get to the desk. The desk. I think that was the beginning of some games, right? Was that when we developed our plot for our movie script, or was that another (gasps) time? No, that was. No, that was the beginning. Okay. That was the beginning because yeah. that game, yeah. that game lasted the whole trip, right? Because we, we were like, "What would that. be really fun?" Because we're right. both like scary movies. It's right. like, let's write a plot for a scary yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. So it took us forever to get to the car. It took us. It forever. was probably about like one thirty by the time we and had by the, the car. time we got into the car. We were both like, "Oh no, we are not going out." No, and like, and by go, I I say going out in air quotes. I'm making air quotes right now because like that is that's not something I do all the time. No, 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 no. We're that's like not. living the grandma life. Over yeah, there. exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were both like, no, we're tired. Good good night. Right. Going and the plan to, was to get up early. We're we getting, really wanted to get up early. Wait, what? The plan was <laughs> the to plan. get up early. You're I know. What a surprise! Me. Crazy right? with crazy. you. That's insane. <laughs> I know. So we <laughs> get to the red roof inn and sleep for twenty minutes. <laughs> well, also remember the guy at the red roof inn at the desk. I'm pretty sure. I think he was like a conspiracy theorist. Oh, I like, do remember this. He, yeah, we got in and he was like, "Make sure that you don't put this room key near your cell phone." Right. Because um, the government's listening. The government is listening. Right. And then he went into like, he started telling the the guy that was the guard all about the sound equipment that he had purchased to make sure that he could hear things. It was and involved. It was involved. And, and we was were like, just like, give us our room key, please. I was like, let's just I live your life, make your choices. Right. And then we did finally get to the room. And now it's like two o'clock. And we're like, we're going to get up at seven. We did. Well, we were like, it would be worth it to eat the continental breakfast provided by Red Roof Inn. Which we did. Which I think started at seven. It was a Red Roof Inn continental breakfast. It's really all we needed. All we needed. And then we hit the road. We did. And you were driving because I was like, I don't feel comfortable driving the car on the first day because it was under Dusty's name. And we just kind of shared because... We are life partners. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? We when we were renting a car we on our last a car trip. once, and it was like, like, "Do you want to add an additional driver?" Yes. yes. Is this driver your life partner? We both were like, "Well, well, <laughs> don't know how to answer. That <laughs> don't know how to quite. answer that." Exactly. Yeah, um, in this but it, common law friendship. Common law friendship. So um, I like that common law friendship. I like it mm-hmm. too. So I drove. I think there was also some sort of thing about like certain amount of car insurance wouldn't like um, click in until after we were out of Nevada. Right. And it was like no Nevada no. was like a no coverage state. Right. There was something weird about that. Yeah. Like if you like some. Um, rental car companies have a thing where like if you pay with a certain credit card, certain credit cards will automatically add on rental car insurance, mm-hmm. which is what I had done. Mm-hmm. And But that doesn't work in Nevada. Right. And that made me a little nervous, but I was like, oh, you know what? Like we're only going to be in Nevada for like a an blip. hour, yeah. so we'll be fine. And so we... And I, we were. <laughs> we were fine. And so I... I was like, I will take responsibility right. for driving out of Nevada. And we did. And we were on our way out of Vegas. Into, I mean, we were in Utah in like a Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of time. I think the one thing I remember that, you know, I felt most memorable about that drive is that the landscape was so crazy on the way out. It was desert. It very, was mountains. Very, very different. It yeah. was hills. It was, there was a lot. yeah. And when I was out in Vegas when I was a kid, we we really didn't do that much exploring necessarily. We went to Lake Mead, and that's mm-hmm. about all I remember, which we passed on our way back into Vegas at the end of this trip. That was just the taste of what would be oh, my God. Utah. Yeah. Who I knew? mean, and we've talked about it before, but Utah. Oh, my God, girl. Where have you been? Yeah. And it's like she's been there the whole time. I know. I know. I know. So I think we at one point stopped, got... I think we actually ate a Burger King lunch. We didn't oh, eat think, a McDonald's lunch. Oh, we did. Lunch. Yeah. We, this was... Okay, so this is literally like trip number one. Right. This is trip number one. We're finding our footing all over the place. We're finding our footing yeah. all over the place on this trip. We were both hungry. Right. And it was a hilarious like negotiation in the car to 
to get to the conclusion that we were both okay with fast food. Oh, yeah. It was like, so what are you thinking? Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, what about you? I mean, <laughs> well, I could be down with something simple, something quick. Yeah. What about Burger King? Oh, yeah. great. I great. would love that. Okay, great. perfect. We're right. doing it. I mean, like, it was, it right. was that. And well, we, we were... Yeah, we hadn't brought any snacks with us. We were like... Hilariously. You know, but I think, again, we were just trying to figure out... This was us, like, figuring out, oh, well, like, what do we want to do? And we're like, we should eat lunch now. And then we stopped at the gas station. We picked up like some bananas we and did. like some like eight dollar trail mix because it's a gas station we're like okay this will sustain us while we're hiking kind of thing we got our gas and then kind of headed on our way and you know we get really really close to zion and it's just the landscape just becomes more and more incredible oh yeah we, we had stopped to, i was like we have to pull over right. and take photos of right. this because there was kind of like a pull-off parking lot yeah there were there were a number of them yeah it was mountainous there were also mesas there were also just like hills there was i mean all, right and left everywhere you turn right through on this drive right and then when you finally get closer to because we had to drive through the town. Springdale. Hur- no, we didn't drive through Hurricane. We didn't drive through no, Hurricane? No, we didn't go to Hurricane until after, after we hiked. Okay, so we drive through Springdale. And Which Springdale is like right is before just... Zion. And it's all cute, like artists kind oh, of community. Oh my God, it was so cute. Yeah. I was like, I get it. Right. I get why people like are here. I right. understand it. Like, I mean, it is just another place where you are like closer to the heartbeat of the world. Right. right and here. it was something we definitely didn't have time for, but we were like, if we ever go back to Zion, it's like, we, we need, need to just to spend a little a bit of time in, in Springdale. Take a stroll through Springdale because it's just perfect. Right. So we drive through Springdale and we get to the gates of Zion. And I think at this point it was probably, it wasn't terribly late. I want to say we were there around 10, 1030 is by the time yeah. we got there after, you know, our Red Roof and Experience breakfast and the ride. But it was feeling to me like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Like right. that's what my body well, was processing. Hi. We were jet lagged. Oh, completely. Yeah. So yeah, just remember that we were jet lagged when we tell you everything that we did today because completely again, jet lagged. Complete yeah. crazy people. And this was where we bought our first annual pass. Right, right. Hello. So welcome annual pass. We had done research ahead of time and I was like, we really should do this annual pass. And I was like, it was going to save us just on this trip. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, it's $80 for the both of us. Like, that's like nothing. And we're going to see six national parks at the time, five national parks before we added the other one. We're like, this is so worth it. And then we get up to purchase the pass. And they're like, oh, yeah, you can put two people on a card. $80 for two people. Because we had both like said, like, you'll buy a pass, I'll buy a pass. Like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, but then we were like, "Look, common right. law friendship, common law friendship, coming exactly. back around." That's right. So um, we, they don't need to know. They don't need to know, <laughs> right? Oh, also, update corrections corner. Uh, a corrections corner. This annual pass, which we mentioned in episode one, right. being something that we could use to get onto that beach here in New Jersey. New Jersey, psych. I tried, and yeah. I could not because it was. Not an entrance fee. It was a parking fee. Oh, I got and you. And that was how they got around it. Like I asked the ranger because right. it was a national park, national or national monument. forest, national seashore, something like somebody that. like that. Somebody like national that. park service person. <laughs> right. I was like, "Hi, I have the annual pass," and they were like, "He goes, oh my god, I know. I wish you could use it here." He goes, "Unfortunately, you can't because it's a parking fee." Oh, he's like, "You're not actually. It's not an entrance fee." And I said, "So." I could just walk up here on foot and get in for free. And he's like, oh, yeah, anybody could do that. Mm. It's just parking. But the thing is, gotcha. like, like you have to drive, like, five additional miles to the first beach right. after you cross the gate. So it doesn't make sense for you to park outside and, like, walk the five You could bike miles. it. You could bike it. Yeah. But I think a there's also do, a think. biking parking oh. fee. I know. Ew. Look at that. So we buy our annual pass at Zion Gates. And then, um, then we have to park the car. But all of the parking in like, the lots in the lots are, are full, all full at this point because it's like ten thirty now, right. right? Because the park technically opens at seven. The park is always open. Well, the park is always open, right. but I think rangers start getting there. Actually, trams start running at seven. Okay, that was what the deal was. Right, and that I think was our next rangers morning. are like on on call around call eight. around eight or something. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. Sorry if I am the Zion staff. You had brought with you a water bladder. Right. And by bladder for um, 
to explain what I mean, a water bladder is just like a plastic pouch. That it's like lives a wine in a, bag. Right. That lives it's a water in, wine bag. <laughs> it lives inside of um, a backpack that mm-hmm. has like a, a tube that comes out and you can drink the water from the tube. Runners use it. Yeah. Sometimes hikers often use yep. it so that you don't have to worry about a bottle. Exactly. I had foolishly not brought with me a bladder. Right. It was, I had one, but I didn't bring it with me. Right. Because I forgot it. So I was like, well, luckily we have Springdale, which is... No, we were not in Springdale at this point. Where is this now? So this is like Zion Town. Okay, well, now we're in Zion Town. Which is kind of crazy. Like, as far as national parks go, this was sort of similar to almost how Yosemite was set up, where it's like Yosemite Village. This was like almost like Zion Village was what we could kind of say. But it was technically outside of the park, all of Technically, yes. But there were people that had houses there. Like, you would pass through the Houses, gates already. Businesses, yep. hotels, yep. restaurants. Yep. I thought you were talking about this when you were referencing Springdale. No, no, no. Springdale this. was ahead of all well, this. Well, Springdale yeah. was super cute town. Yeah. This town, this little Zion town. Little Zion town. Was also very cute. Yeah. And so we ended up parking like a few blocks back. And there was an outdoor store, tons of hiking equipment. A bathroom for you to use. And a bathroom, obviously. And then um, we, and then I bought a bladder there. You did. And um, then we were able to start our journey back inside. Yeah. And I think with that, let's take a break. Great. It's time to play movie of your life. Oh, okay, great. I love okay, this game. Okay, so... Okay, I'm going to chat with you about the movie of your life, Okay, Mike. Okay, and then you'll give us some answers. Great. Okay, so in the movie of your life, Mike, who is going to play you? Uh, It's such a, you know, I think that's a really hard question. There are so few bald actors (laughs) out there, (laughs) but obviously we can can change that. But who gets your essence? But who gets my essence? I think when, like, I feel like we have at some point like kind of touched on this before. And I thought I said like a, a bald headed James McAvoy would be my movie of my life. Oh, that's very good. You know, when I was student teaching, my kids told me that I look like Moby, Um, but I don't know if Moby acts. So, you know, I can't ask Moby to be the actor in the movie of my life. So I feel like, you know, we could turn Moby into an actor. We could turn Moby into an actor. I think if he worked, we've seen a bald James McAvoy in that movie split. So, you know, he's great. He's great. Just add a beard. Let's do it. Let's do it. James McAvoy. James McAvoy. And now in the opening sequence of the movie, Mm -hmm. say your childhood is a montage. Oh, it's childhood. Okay. We're working on your childhood is a montage. Mm -hmm. Um, What are you, what is happening in your montage? So is this like, childhood over time or is this specific perhaps point? childhood over time i feel time. like it's like i mean you growing could design up it into however. james mcavoy growing up into right. james exactly. so there'll be several different youth sure. actors exactly T- tbd so <laughs> my question for you is what's going on during that uh, um, what isn't going on <laughs> what isn't going on and also what song is uh, your man, like this is this is tough what We're digging song in here. is playing for um, this montage for this movie of my life montage um, so I feel like this is like a montage of me, like growing into my love of being an artist. Okay. I feel like it's, you know, that is what's happening. Like different things that happened to me, like an art class and like different competitions that I took part in and like kind of like the disappointment when things didn't work out there. And then like eventually, you know, going to art school kind of thing. Right. Where, we, where we enter playing. James McAvoy as myself. Yes. Um, with all the movie magic. What song is playing? I think it's Just Another Day by Paul McCartney and Wings. Oh. I know it's like a female-centered song, but that I just still, feel like whatever. Exactly. And right. I feel like that's a great... I love that song. I love And that too. I think it'd be great for that montage. Great. Great. Perfect. So what about you? Who Who is playing the actor in the movie of your life? Okay, well... I have to say, I have been, you know, in various different conversations, there have been like, oh, like, who's the person that looks like you? Mm-hmm. You know, like and that we know kind who of that thing. Is. <laughs> and um, I have been told things like Bill Hader, mm-hmm. um, who I'll take. Oh, my God. He's the funniest man right. ever. Dane Cook, which is very oh, strange. And I don't agree with that. Weird. It's very weird. And I don't agree. But let's be real. The person who's going to play me is Daniel Levy. Oh my god, 110% from yes. Schitt's Creek, yeah. who is Eugene Levy's son. Right. Um he, like David there Rose. is he is David Rose on Schitt's Creek. There is a um 
actually my personal Instagram account is right. a like a sketch of some artist sketched David Rose and that is my photo. And it, it looks exactly like you. And I think the montage. Mm-hmm. Your um, childhood montage. My childhood montage. Growing up to become Dan Growing Levy. up to become, yes, right, is just going to school every day and like being like made fun of every single day mm. at school, but still like finding the strength and like your own friends and your family mm-hmm. to like be yourself and mm-hmm. not be afraid and mm-hmm. still do it anyway. And like, I think the and song that's is playing... beautiful by Christina Aguilera. It is not beautiful <laughs> by Christina Aguilera. No, it is uh, Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Oh, beautiful. I mean, I can't deny that song. I mean, no. I used to listen to that song on repeat on tape in my mom's mm-hmm. like car all the time. Along with Amy Grant. Well, here is my other thing is that um, I think similarly to the way that some like musicals have three women who are singing the chorus of things. And that also happens in the musical Hairspray with the dynamites. And Mm -hmm. um, I that would happen. It would be like a live musical moment like that song. And it would be three drag queens who are dressed as Dolly Parton, Whitney Houston. Mm hmm. And Amy Grant. Oh. And those are like the three. Those like, those are the chorus, the Greek chorus of That's your... the Greek chorus. So would they, would they show up all the time in the film? They would, would show up. Would it be up kind of like breaking the fourth wall? And kind like of, a and scene like, would happen and then it would pan to them. Right, singing exactly. Song. Singing a different song. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. then the... Um, it's just like the muses in Hercules. Exactly. Right. And they also like would suddenly appear and play different characters right. throughout the whole movie. I love this. And that is... This that sounds is, uh, like the campiest. I love it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. So before we left that outdoor store, um, we had kind of talked to the the guys at the desk about trails and, and like what and they thought would be good for us to do. That happened totally organically. Right. We, for some reason in Zion, even on our second day, which we'll talk about in two parts in our next two larger episodes, we really didn't stop at the ranger station we at all. We didn't because we, well, we knew we wanted to do Angel's Landing. Right. And then we, we got so much information from those people at the store. And I wish I remembered the store to just say thank you and give a shout out. Yeah. But well, thank you. That thank you. Store. If you're listening there are many at all. of them. Right. That lovely store. We talked to them about a bunch of things. They basically say, you know, don't even attempt the narrows at this point. It's, it was too, I think it was too high because of the yeah. snow melt or, or basically exactly. whatever the time this year we were. And it was cold. So they were like, don't attempt the Narrows. And the Narrows is, I mean, Zion National Park is known for that hike. Angel's Landing is something that a lot of people could do. And right. I think the Narrows is like one step a little beyond that. Like you got to be a little more prepared. Well, for the you're hiking in water a lot of the time. So right. sometimes you're, you have, you have gear that's the okay to go at. is spectacular right. at the Narrows, but unfortunately we didn't get to go there. Right. Other trips, future trips. Other trips, trips future trips. Right, exactly. We when we spend time in Springdale. hike the Narrows. And hike exactly. the Narrows. And go back up Angel's Landing, much to your chagrin. Um, Never. <laughs> we'll talk in that episode. Um, so, you know, we were like, listen, we really want to do Angel's Landing. We're, you know, we just got in from Vegas and we're staying in Hurricane and we'd like to get a, a good day of hiking in. And they're like, well... Like, I think you guys should do Hidden Canyon. Yeah. It'll kind of prep you for Angel's Landing because you're going to have to deal with chains. And it's not the hardest. And it's not the hardest. And they they were super cool. And they were also like... And Weeping Rock is right next door right, to it. Right, That was great advice. It really was, it was the best sort of advice we could have gotten. So, so we um, collect our... My new bladder. We fill everything up there. Yep. In they the were bathroom. super cool yeah. about that. And then we um, head on in. We had to walk on foot through, like, down the road, through, through the Zion Village. Station. Yeah. We get on one of the trams. And these, like, this is, like, I would say, like, Disney World level kind of yeah. transportation system situation. Because <laughs> as we're writing them, they were beautiful trams right i mean it's not a monorail but no. it's like you know a tram on the ground but i did find out that when we were on our way that zion had a museum right and i was like and i looked at you and i was like i must go to this museum we did that the second day too we did we were like full we did a lot insane. the second day 
<laughs> for the second day episodes. Yeah, yep. two of them. And then um, we made our way to the tram stop. I forget what number it was, but it was the number four Weeping Rock and Hidden Canyon. Right. And I think it was only one or two stops beyond Angel's Landing because right. like Angel's, you could actually like walk from those two. I believe so, yeah. They weren't terribly far yeah. from each other. So we get off. And it's to the right. So we're standing at the trailhead. Right. And, and there's the, a split path, one to Hidden Canyon to the right and one to Weeping Rock to the left. And so. Weeping Rock was like on the map, like 0.4 miles. It was like, not far. It was not far at all. You could actually see it. And what they mean by Weeping Rock, it was literally just this rock with water running down the side of it. It's almost like the a rock. curved like tunnel sort yeah. of that and you're so, underneath. Yeah. And you're watching the water just like drip off in front right. of you. And you're standing behind it. Yeah. And it's beautiful pictures. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, and it was like a really nice just like little like, hey, here we are. I feel like there was a Boy Scout group there. There were mm-hmm. a ton of kids. Like, lots of people. Lots of people. It's an it accessible, really popular. accessible trail for that people. That you can literally do in like yeah. 20 minutes. There were some steps that you had to endure, but it wasn't really, really bad. tricky. Super simple. So. I mean, it's. I think it's labeled as easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we turn around and we right. like leave Weeping Rock, which was cute and wonderful. And then we go back to the trailhead, the trailhead, and then it's like, okay, now we have to go forward, make our way up to Hidden Canyon. Right. This is where I think we saw the sign that said, like, watch out for falling rock. Yeah. Watch out, right? Yeah. But it's like a person dodging falling rock, but it looks like they're like breakdancing. Yes. Like in this sign. So we start making our way up Hidden Canyon Trail. Now, this is the first moment where I am doing like actual significant hiking. Right. And, and I, I think was we like, were both in jeans or we something. We were both in jeans. Stupidly. We both had our hiking boots on. Right. And we had jackets. Yeah. And, and I was like, and hats and whatnot. And we were walking our way up. And the beginning of the Hidden Canyon Trail is a bunch of incline switchbacks. Right. In hindsight, these switchbacks are really nothing. But to me on this day, right. never having done them before, I was stopping every hundred feet. To just be like, oh my God, geez, like I am out of shape. Um, And I'm more in shape now than I was when we did that. But I was, I was feeling out of shape on that trail. Right. And And I think we had both kind of like prepped a little ahead of time. Like I remember getting on the stairs at the gym a lot ahead of time, wearing my hiking boots to the gym. Really well. And I didn't. Okay. (laughs) And you had told me, you were like, you need to bring your hiking boots boots to the gym right and you need to like wear them and get on the stairs yeah i was like i am totally gonna do that no like (laughs) so i i i didn't end up doing it and i paid for it on this trip so we're making our way up stopping every hundred feet you're like girl like just breathe everything's gonna be fine take some water and let's keep going (laughs) right i think in this moment you're like am i regretting like all of this this entire thing and i've i'm just sitting there going like no i promise i'm gonna be okay i'm gonna yeah yeah right and then eventually like after i found a groove like i was fine i think it was just that idea of like getting into the groove of it and breaking into it you know breaking into it and now i know what that's like and now there is a healthy amount of that somehow even when you're prepared because now I know how to prepare for like a big week of hiking yeah but there's still that moment of like now I'm out in nature and I'm gonna have to establish the protocol here for my body right and like the first few hours of it is your body is screaming yeah but then you're fine yeah yeah you get adjusted yeah we're making our way up which is like switchback switchback and then it sort of levels out for a little while right but then you get really close to literally the edge of the rock face yeah that's is when rock started to get really smooth mm-hmm. we had like slippery rock this is where we start to get the introduction to the chains to chains yeah so describe for us these chains so Mike. depending on where you're at depending on the the park that you're in and the type of hike if it's a hike where it could be very dangerous where there's a a big danger of falling or slipping off of what you're hiking on a lot of the times the national park service has embedded chains that are like eye hooked into the rock face which is basically a way for you to have something to hold on to to propel yourself but also to be safe looking back on it i feel like those chains were great i feel like i used them a lot of the time sometimes i didn't feel the need to but I feel like on Angel's Landing, they were like compulsory. Like you yeah. needed to use those chains. Yeah. There were times where 
in on Hidden Canyon, the chains felt super necessary. Yeah, and, for sure. And then there were other times where it was like, okay, well, it may not be super necessary here, but we already have the chain going, so we're going to keep it going. Right. Right. Despite the, you know, serious nature of it all, I just feel like we just were so awestricken the entire time. It was. I mean, and the thing that's about, the other thing yeah. about Zion is like Zion everywhere you turn is just like the most beautiful, promising, unbelievable view. Right. And I do feel like the nice thing about Zion is to like being able to see things as you're going up. And like, you know, there are some parts too on this trail where there was just like natural steps that were carved into the rock. Right. Um, But like being able to look back into the canyon as you're coming up, the color change, the striation in the, the canyon face the amount of greenery, like that's yeah. the one thing that was so special for me. I mean, one of the things that was so special for me is the the color. Like in Zion, it just was incredible. Incredible. Um, and like the, as you were talking about, like the, the varying colors, like going up the side mm-hmm. walls. I mean, that is fascinating. Like right. that is like thousands of year old rock, like just naturally forming. Right. And that was not something I'd ever really seen before. No, neither had I. And that's sort of what is presented to you and uh, like as this beautiful picturesque view in Zion. Yeah. Back to the thing I say about like photos in the morning or in the evening mm-hmm. when the light is coming in from the side, you actually see different colors come yeah. through on the side, on the rock faces. Yeah. So we get to this point where it's kind of like a there was a waterfall, right? There was, yes. There was water running. It mm-hmm. wasn't like ru- a gushing waterfall. But no. we have to kind of cross this this little bit of like a... There's a bunch of stones across it, like a little waterfall. And at one point, you can turn and continue heading up like to kind of like the overlook point of the trail. Right. Or you can kind of dip into the Hidden Canyon, the which hidden is... Canyon, it's which a is, canyon within a canyon, which and is... And that is what we did. And that's what we did. So, and it was really, that was a very flat area. It was flat and sandy, but it was also shadowed. So we had like jackets and sweatshirts on, which was was perfect. It was chilly up there. And this was like a gigantic, like jungle gym. It really was a great introduction to all of the things one might have to do while hiking in Zion. Right. Like you could get, I totally recommend doing Hidden Canyon Trail as a first trail so that you can understand what's going on because right. you're you actually get a taste of everything. Yeah, and I feel like it you was get a taste accessible. Of switchbacks, yeah. you get a taste of chains, you get a taste of jungle gym bouldering essentially is what you're getting here because we would have to go like over rocks and like around them and like like throw our bags over and like climb up over a thing yep. and like talk and help each and other fall up. on trees that were up there too. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, hiking back into the Canyon, it, in the end, it really wasn't that far of a distance, but because we were jungle gymming all over the place, right. Um, it did take a little while. It did. And like in the back part of this, where it kind of terminates, there is like a little, little There's arch, an arch. little There's an arch. natural arch now that you could like, and touch for, the top for of for those <laughs> people out there listening who don't know what arches are it is literally an arch yeah that is made think about a doorway th- that it's you could like walk a through, doorway that you can but walk surrounded through. hobbit hole doorway and it is yeah. made by the earth yeah that is made what by the they earth. mean by arches mm-hmm. thanks and mother nature literally there is a national park in utah that has so many of them that they have called it arches right which exactly. is another episode right but we find this tiny little arch and we take a bunch of photos and we're like, all right, there it is. There's the arch that they're talking about. Right. Like, I think they mentioned it in the store and like the yeah. maps mentioned yes. it. Yeah, they were like, you don't have to go back that far, but if you but do. it's fun. And yeah. we're like, why not? It'll be great. And yeah. so then we did. And um, with that, I think let's take another break. Okay, great. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Miss Olivia Life. Olivia Life. Olivia Life. Of the House of Life. Of the House of Life. Uh, mother to Sorsha Life. Mother to, and I think perhaps also mother to Kia Life. Oh, Kia Life. Kia Life, yeah. right? Like songs in the key of life, mm-hmm. right? Great, I'm adding that to the list. Add it to the list. Uh-huh. Um, but we're talking about Olivia Life today. Also, life in this is spelled L-Y-F-E. That's correct. Right. Yes. And like in all caps, like yes. Olivia uh-huh. Life mm-hmm. is her name. And so... Um, who is Olivia Life, Mike? 
who is Olivia Life? Olivia Life, I think, is a Leo through and through. Oh, yes. She is Miss Extroverted. Um, she is everybody's friend. And she is here to just have the best time possible. I also feel like she's everybody's mother. Okay. Like she yeah. takes care of everybody. Like a, Leo, like a true right. female lion. She is the queen of coins as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she just takes care of everybody. That's right. And if somebody wrongs her or one of her children, you are slayed. Like, are you? Is she that? Is she Is she um, a violent queen? I don't think she's a violent okay. queen. No, no, no. I think she's very, very tactful about okay. like her... Um, exclusion okay all right like if you if you for some reason do not i mean so she's you're, the mother you're excommunicated of you're excommunicated okay gotcha exactly. gotcha gotcha you are not invited but I you just, are canceled yeah, i feel like she is like warm presence that always has food on for you at home i feel she, like her hair is really big but yeah it's silver oh yeah like she lip syncs to the song this is like super specific but i think she lip syncs to the song i can cook too which is oh. a musical theater song okay. from the musical on the town it's really fun i feel like um for me the song that comes to mind is finally it's happened to oh me. yeah i just course. feel like that is like the most upbeat song so upbeat and i feel like that is her you know yeah. her lip sync song i and she's just warm and fun and bright oh my god what, what is she wearing um, she, you know what? She is also Miss Frizzle. That's who she is. She is like, oh, that's like, who so Olivia Life is. So she has like very like, costume specific based off of the adventure that's going on that I day. I would also say like she is inspired by Miss Norberry from Mean Girls. Oh, okay. Like where she mm-hmm. has that like vest with all the buttons on mm-hmm. it. And Miss Honey. She's basically she's all of these mother, teachers that, Olivia these Life. amalgamations of these teachers exactly. that have given us so much. She's warm. Yeah. She's bright. Mm-hmm. She also lets you know what's what. Yeah, she's not afraid to. No, no, because you have to learn a lesson. You do, because life is a lesson, and you Be- have to Olivia life. <laughs> so we start to make our way back down to um, well, out well, of the canyon, out basically. of the canyon, hidden and canyon, hidden canyon. It's not like a canyon. It's like a like a little narrow way. It is though. It's a slot canyon in oh, some ways. Oh, a, that's the name for it. I mean, it's canyon. not as narrow as a slot canyon, but it's it's the canyon within the walls of Zion's right. canyon, which but it's, is but it's what I'm saying is like it wasn't like a like a vast, sweeping, open, gigantic area. No, it was not. No, it was no. a small slot canyon. Sure, and we are making our way back. And on our way out, we decided to go over to that overlook. We did. And when we were doing that, we actually ran into um, this dad. I think it was actually as we were heading out of Hidden Canyon, we started talking to this dad and his daughter, who was right. like a like a teenager, like yeah. middle school age kid. Yeah. Um, and we kind of just like, again, we hiked along with them. We, like, we talked about this in episode two on our hike to Mirror Lake, where like sometimes you just happen to like form a connection and and you just like chit chat and you kind of are going the same direction Mm -hmm. and you just stick with them so they were wonderful they were great he was i believe from germany or denmark um some a germanic speaking country um or germanic country and um he lived in virginia and he was out there with his daughter his daughter was american you know he had her here and they were great and they like took photos of us while we we're up at the overlook point. Mm-hmm. Um, we took photos for we them. Took photos for them. It, it was, was just great. really nice. And then like hiking down, you know, it at this point again we had gotten to Zion kind of late. We were there about ten, so I'd say like, and it was April, so the light was not staying in the sky for terribly long. And right. basically, based off of where we were, our hike down, we were pretty much in shadow the whole way. I yeah. just remember it being very cool. It was, it was much cooler. Um. And, you know, how to use the chains. The chains, I felt like, were so much more important on the way down. True. Um, Not that they weren't important on the way up, but I feel like just that descent and that slippery rock, having that to grip to, that was when it was really... Yeah, especially when it got slippery. Yeah. Yeah, that was was really helpful. So, you know, we kind of wind our way down... And eventually, I think at some point we we just ended up ahead of these this dad we and his did, daughter and we, again, and yeah, you know and that was that. we're like it was great talking to you. I think we kind of talked about what we hope to do over the yeah. next day or so, and I think they I were think there for like another two days. So yeah, something like they that. were trying to figure out too. So we were just kind of exchanging like novice sort of. We notes. were also because you can see from 
up top of the Hidden Canyon Trail, like other hikes and other trails, and you can see people on them. So we were trying to identify which trails right, those were. Right. And I think we were kind of like fooling around with the West Rim Trail. I think that actually came off of, I think you could have gotten You could that. have gone onto or, the West Rim Trail. I, I, and that might be wrong. Right. But I know that we work very close to that potential hike. Right. And I think... And it was no, a really right. big hike. We could have gotten on the West Rim Trail from we there. We could have, yeah. And we thought about it, but we were like, it's way too late in the day because it was long. We decided we weren't going to do that. We were like, we could do this another day if right. we wanted to. Right, We hiked back down, but we did know we wanted to do this tiny little small trail called the Archaeology Trail, right. which was back near the entrance. Right, and it was literally the tiniest. It was and like, so we, well, we get on the, the tram, tram back. and we head back to the entrance we get off and literally, I mean, I mean, it's like a tiny little field and you just walk through. And there were placards along right. this trail about like different fossils that had been uncovered yeah. in, in Zion. In Zion. And I, of course, read all of them of because course. I do that. But this was like magic hour lighting, too. Oh, so yeah. it was like we're the getting most close beautiful to like light. five, and six o'clock. Also, we were like, we could have done something else, but we knew... We were so jet lagged. Yeah. We had slept literally for, you know, five minutes and at the Red Roof Inn. We were planning on doing Angel's Landing. And in the planning on a lot of things the next day. So we were, we're, we're really okay with just having hiked Hidden Canyon, doing right. this archaeology trail, and piecing out. So after that, we went to the brewery. Right. And we pigged out. Right. We ate a lot. Yeah. We had a beer. Yeah. And then we headed back to Hurricane. Right. Which is beyond Little Zion Town, beyond Springdale, and then you're... It's about a half hour outside of Zion Getting proper. to Hurricane, yeah. right? And so that's where our Airbnb was. Right. I think we stopped, though, to kind of pick up snacks from the Rite Aid. I think we definitely like we went did. to a Rite Aid, and we're just like, we need all the trail mix. We need all these cliff bars. We need to get, like, bananas and apples and we anything we can. That. So that way we were, like, better prepared for the next day. Right. Um, and we ended up in Hurricane... We and did. this was like house was gigantic that we yes. ended up staying in. And then because the what the things that Airbnb brings you. Yeah. Airbnb. Airbnb. Is it oh, like um is it like brie slices cheese. of brie that fly at you through uh, the Airbnb. air? Airbnb. Airbnb. There you go. Uh -huh. Um but I remember we we get in, we're about to head to sleep, and you were like, Okay, um, we have to get up early to yeah. do Angel's Landing. And I was like, if there is a five at the <laughs> beginning of that time, I am going to kill you. Right. And you were like, we can wake up at six. And I was right. like, okay, great. Because it's only a half hour Right. Drive. And I think that's what we were kind of anticipating, knowing when the trams ran and like knowing that we were going to kind of need that. The running at seven. So, so we were like, we need to be on a tram right, right at seven. Right. So we had kind of packed everything up that we needed to, laid out our clothes. We had showered. We were we were happy to be in a bed. And I think we both just slept hard. We and did. And then, and then the next morning we got up and did Angel's, Angel's Landing. Landing. It's time for Jeopardy. It's time for Jeopardy. And if you tuned into our last full episode, you will know it was a very contentious oh. and oh, very got, harsh round of things Jeopardy. Got, <laughs> things got good. Things got things deep. Got, it was things, real deep. All of the emotions. All of the emotions. Were, you got me feeling emotions deeper yes. than I ever dreamed of. Yes. And that's my category. No, it's what? not. No, it's not. Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. I would die. Okay, All right. what is your category, So my Mike? category is based off of a phrase that we said all the time on our trip when we were in Utah, and it is our oh. new slogan for the state. Utah, who, who knew? knew? I was thinking of other slogans uh -huh. that we were saying, and right. I also thought about, like... Right, you know, you know what, what I'm feeling? The weight the loss. The weight loss. Because it was... That would be a great category. You know what I'm feeling? Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Based off your Oh, clue. that's good so to know. Okay, just, great. We'll, we'll so I'm ready. Utah, who knew? Utah, who knew? In this category, we are going to be, or you're going to be guessing things that are specific to Utah, um, but they're not necessarily like Utah-related history things. It's things that maybe happened first in Utah or things that are like more popular in Utah sort of things. Great. I'm ready. Um, but it will be like in the style of like a slogan master, like ringmaster, like come one, come all. So Great. I'm ready? here for it. I'm all ready. right. 
Come on down and see the marvels of the first chicken fast food chain of its kind. While the name may denote another state's ownership, it was Utah that housed and opened its first franchise location. Is it what is Kentucky Fried Chicken? That is correct. (gasps) Wow. That was really interesting for me to find out. For a moment, I thought you were going to say the fast food chicken place that shall not be named. (laughs) And I was like, oh, girl. That wouldn't really make sense. Because it's a different religion. You know what I mean? Oh, it is. Yeah, Yeah. I guess so. Okay, great. All right. Utah who knew for 200. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, feast your eyes on this incredible body of water, which is nine times saltier than the ocean itself. Watch as your sodium levels fly through the roof in this miracle of the modern age. What is the Great Salt Lake? That is correct. Utah who knew for 300. Why name a star when you can name a national treasure? Be the first to discover an undocumented one of these in a national park with a literal-sounding moniker, and you can name it. Is it an arch? That's correct. What is an arch? Yeah, what is an arch? Oh, so I did ask that for in the a while. Of, is it an arch? Is it an arch? For a while, um, I don't know if it's still going on, but for a while, if you in Arches National Park found an undiscovered arch, you could actually name it. Stop it. Yeah, that was very interesting little history that I found. Again, not sure if it's still happening because they may have all been discovered at this point. I really don't understand how they wouldn't be because it's like just flat land. And right. It's like there is an arch. <laughs> right. You know. All right. Utah who knew for 400. Behold the glory and wonder of this classic tart chartreuse colored dessert consumed by more Utahians than any other part of the population. May its blob-like form inspire you to not only move to the state, but add shredded carrots to it so you too can mimic the patterns of the locals. Okay, so my instinct was jello. Is it jello? It's what a is very jello? specific kind of jello. Is it lime jello? It's lime green jello. <gasps> What? Shredded carrots. They, what? Yeah, it, well, more for a than any I other part it might of the country. Have been like a fruitcake or no. something. But no. Wait, they eat lime green jello more than any other part of the country. Apparently, with carrots in it. With shredded carrots in it. How did you find this out? I, I just looked up information on Utah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Okay. And here is our five hundred dollar clue. That probably should have been it. But that's okay. Here we no. here we go. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Gaze your eyes at this surveying marvel, a place where everything is at the right angle, which can also be seen in three other surrounding states. Oh, what is the um what is the four corners? That's correct. Yes. <laughs> Look at which that. The four corners are Utah, Utah Colorado, Colorado, New Mexico, Mexico and Arizona. Arizona. Well done. There we go. All a right. lot easier. That was time. a lot easier. Yep. Not that we should shy away from Difficult. tough or challenging right. categories. Right, right, it, right. It's good. It is good. It is good. It there was a lot of really math. great stuff about that category mm-hmm. last time. Okay, are you ready for this category? I am. This is A Queen is Born. A Queen is Born. A Queen is Born. My favorite. So in this category, um, I will describe the origin story of a drag queen, mm-hmm. and you have to give us her name. Okay, great. All right. Some of these are names we've come up with, and some of them are not. Oh, I know. Here we go. Okay. First clue. When a woman from Baltimore walks through her home and stubs her toe and cries out to the heavens, this queen is born. You are stumped. I am really stumped. A woman from Baltimore Mm -hmm. walks through her home and stubs her toe and cries to the heavens. I will say toe is part of her name. Okay. We were looking for what is Irma Toe. Oh, Irma Toe. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Irma. Irma Toe. Irma Toe. Okay. okay I got it. Got it. Got it. Next clue. Here we go. <laughs> An unfamiliar queen. Okay. Here we go. When one goes to the gym to get back to the basics and chooses to focus on basic gymnastics exercises to mm-hmm. get stronger and more graceful, mm-hmm. this queen appears. I am so... I think I've just got morning brain because I am having a real hard time with these. I am... I don't know. This is like the category that I gave you yesterday. (laughs) I am having the most trouble. It's okay. Um, Who is Miss Calisthenics? Oh, Calisthenics. Okay. Uh Got it, got it, got it. We have to add her to the list. We do have to add her to the list. Yes. Okay. Here we go. The next Mm -hmm. clue. Notice how I'm keeping calm here and not vicious. (laughs) Oh, come on, please. Yeah. Okay, here we go. When you commit a crime that is not severe enough to be considered a felony, this queen appears to defend you in court. 
I am like, I really am struggling <laughs> so bad with this. A right. crime, a crime, a crime that is not a felony is a what? Oh, who is misdemeanor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that could Sorry. be misdemeanor misdemeanor. Or also mis- I think demeanor. misdemeanor if you're nasty. Yeah, yeah. misdemeanor. Right, right there you right. go. Okay. okay oh great. my God. Really, all the struggle. I am on the drag queen struggle bus you're, this morning. No, you're not. You're doing fine. Whew. You're going to bring it back. Here okay. We go, $400. Clip. Okay. When wow chips from the 90s materialize oh my in God. human form, this queen appears. <laughs> Who is Lady Olestra? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's God, right. I just love the name Alestra. Mm-hmm. I think it's so good. Lady Alestra. She's like a Shakespearean villain. Yes. Yeah. Fully. When the oldest sister from the Brady Bunch commits her life to helping to research and prevent birth defects while sauntering down the street to collect 10 cent coins, this queen appears. Oh my God. So this is hilarious and also all sorts of wrong, but is it? Marsha Dimes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Who Marcia is Marsha Dimes. Dimes? Who is Marsha Dimes? Oh my God, Marsha Dimes. Right, isn't Marcia she? Marsha Dimes. That's a great one. She is. She These works are, in nonprofits. She does. Marsha Dimes. Marcia very, Dimes. very good. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often. And that adventure is always out there. Follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. The theme song and original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman with Mariella Klinger. All original artwork featured on Instagram is by Michael Ryan. We would also like to acknowledge that while hiking in Zion National Park, that we were on the traditional lands of the Southern Paiute people. 